Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Trip Hazard Presents. I'm Caitlin. And I am Josh. And every time we have... try to do an intro like I used to, hey, everybody, and welcome to, it just, I just get flashbacks. <laughs> so cheesy. I get flashbacks to when I was running Snapchat for a previous company, and that's, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of... <laughs> <sighs> Some people get stuck in their same, like, hey, everybody, and I, I change it every time. I'll I, do a different cliche I, I know, <laughs> I, I, I very much beg to differ, because you sign off the exact same way every time, and it's a mix well, of... Well, maybe that's good. <laughs> okay, everybody. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, my sign-off is consistent. Do my sign-on is anything, but... Do it for me. Take care now. Bye-bye then. There it is. Take yeah. care now. Bye-bye then. It's like uh, Jim Carrey, like 90s Jim Carrey. Just, just, just oh, yeah. switch. Oh, yeah. And then mine is just over-exaggerated Robin Williams from Good Morning Vietnam. Good morning, hey, Vietnam. everybody. Welcome to another episode of Trip Hazard Presents. Trip we flipped a coin and everything, and I'm, I'm... Intro us off. What are we doing today? Okay. So we had a pretty fun, cool episode with our good friend Adela, and we helped her with her homework. It's pretty fascinating, though. Because it is she pretty wild. Politics assignment. Politics meets sci-fi and has to write this whole story, and uh, we kind of helped make that happen, at least the beginning phase of it. We really we just shoot ideas at people. <laughs> and, and really quick, I promise that Caitlin and I have another friend besides Adela. She's just been continuously like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like, oh, sweet. Well, yeah, but she loves talking to us. We love talking to her. It's like, she's bang, bang. She is the best. Yeah. But her, yeah, so her assignment was that she is, it's a politics and science fiction class. And by the end of her course, she needs to have written a science fiction story that has a political science leaning. And she's kind of breaking it week by week, like different sections of it. And we helped her with the characters. Some of the character development. We tried. We mm -hmm. rambled. We, we, we rambled and I had thoughts afterwards. I had like better ideas, better feedback and everything. No, she already uh. turned in the... Okay, well, at least she turned in the character section. Because we were a little late <laughs> to edit and finish this. But uh, we're going to have her on in like a week or two when she's on the next part of our assignment. So we can see how far it's come. Yes, just totally fine. I'd love to see how far she got with it. Before we get into that, though, I think we got what? We got a card. We got a corn question. Yeah. Life updates. Yeah. Oh, uh, current events. My favorite trending topic right now, um, Will and Jada. They've been in at least the trending hot seat this week for a few different reasons. Not all of them positive. Uh, not, not to them, but they've been, unfortunately, there's been some people in their uh, aura who just are shitty people. I'm not going to get into that. I don't know enough about it to talk about it. However, I did hear that Twitter found out the worst kept secret in Hollywood that Will Smith <laughs> and Jada Smith are both polyamorous and in an open relationship. Like, that's, I feel like when you're that much of a trendsetter and you're on that level of like, globally like you gotta be thinking in a totally different plane so it's kind of cool seeing like oh okay i've already went like leaned that way and this makes the most sense i'm glad that That's what I was gonna say. it sounds fun I, like it doesn't sound like a bad thing 
polyamorous is one of those, it, it literally the definition of intimate relationships with more than one partner with informed consent. That's like the dictionary definition of it, which basically means you have a partner or partners, and then you have informed consent about who you're having an intimate relationship with. Because I, I think just as people, we're like, we morph over time and different people suit different needs at different times. Mm-hmm. At the same time, though, I'm not saying that you, you like screw your partner and go off and, and just screw everybody, but like you could have an anchor and have fun. I mean, that's yeah. just a boat. You're just a boat. And, and, yeah, different people <laughs> kind of need different things like that. And yeah. if you try so hard to like fit into this norm, you're going to get stressed out at some point in your life for sure. Not to say it's for everyone, but you know. Some people are going to get so stressed out that the whole thing falls apart when it maybe didn't have to. Yeah, It's so interesting to me because it only sounds like a positive because if I'm in a relationship mm-hmm. with somebody who has specific hang- hangups, I mean, hangups aren't a bad thing. That's just, I'm not interested in blank, but like it gives you that opportunity to like explore, find out. But again, the important part of it that def- like differentiates someone who's just cheating on a partner and the polyamorous relationship is that informed consent. You're saying like, hey, uh, I know you're not into spanking, but this person is. Let me go explore that. Mm-hmm. It can be at that base level or it could be like, you know what? Uh, I've actually really connected with my friend Jeff and I think we're going to go date and we're going to go see where this goes purely because it's, you know what I mean? Like it can take any form. And it's, mm-hmm. it's I, I've joked with a, a, a previously straight friend that, <laughs> that like, you're just discriminating against a whole gender. Think of how much fun you could have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, too far, too wild, too crazy. Maybe we should just bring Will and Jada on the podcast and just ask them straight up. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Absolutely. Just get them on. Oh, oh perfect. It, you're going to get it? All right, got it. Caitlin <laughs> said she's going to book both of them for our show. Thank you. Uh, but no, that's the trending hotness at the moment. Awesome people living their awesome lives. Yeah. That's it. Hey, that's positive. I mean, I, I could give you a bad one. I could give you a, a sad no. one. No. Okay. Positive. No. <laughs> positive only. Do Although, you have any, uh, any, what? Go ahead. Had you watched John Kaczynski's Some Good News? Yeah, yeah. It got picked up. It got picked right. up for an actual series. He's not going to be in it, mm-hmm. but I'm still glad that there's going to be a network that has a positive news show. Yeah, we've needed exactly. that for a long time. Yeah, it'll be very, yeah. very interesting. I, someone who describes themselves as violently optimistic, it'll be <laughs> a much better form of news for me. Yeah. But anywho, sorry, what were you saying? Any life updates? Anything, anything you need to share? Life updates. Um, well, uh, at work, we launched some new games. Um, Woo! Yeah. Man, this is just supposed to be the intro. I could talk for hours about making a, a board game, party game, and, and marketing. But we'll, we'll, we'll do that in another series. We'll bring some people mm-hmm. on from Exploding Kittens to talk about their work. And, uh, life updates, though. Um, am I missing something? Um, no, Okay. you mentioned life updates, but I think 
because we're still in this whole situation 2020 that like i don't i don't know it's <laughs> not not a crazy amount of changes right it, it, um, yeah we're still we're single we're like even more single than we ever were yeah it's not it that's that's it <laughs> that's I, I mean, okay, that's a big life update. Yeah, I went from in a, in a relationship to single. Um, not for any, uh, I, I, from my side, there wasn't any malicious or negative uh, feelings. It was more just like we're much better friends than we are romantic partners. And it was uh, wonderfully uh, a cordial breakup. And I'm saying all of this, knocking on wood that it remains that way but like there's no reason yeah, that yeah, it shouldn't that's when you're in a relationship right. see that's the thing i'm friends with almost all of my exes uh because if you spend that much time with somebody you obviously have some sort of connection if it ends negatively then okay i don't need that person in my life but mm. there it's one of those like if you spend any amount of time with somebody like you should at least try to remain as friends with them because they right. know enough about you that it's i mean Oh, why mm -hmm. lose friends out of it if you can help it? Yeah, try to never burn bridges, really, unless they're an absolute troll. Then you then you burn all the bridges to keep them far away. Yeah. Do you want to talk yeah. about that now, or should we dedicate a whole episode to trolls? I think we should dedicate an episode to it because there's some really interesting stuff in there worth delving into <laughs> for everyone's benefit, <laughs> so we can all learn. <laughs> And unfortunately, from first-hand experience. Ugh, I know, right? <sighs> There's nothing I don't learn firsthand. <laughs> I, hey, I, I mean, fail hard, fail, fail often. Sometimes I'd, sucks. I'll master it. <laughs> huh. But hey, if we were perfect, we wouldn't learn. We wouldn't grow, and we'd be boring. Right. Growth is my goal, so I kind of asked for this life. <laughs> Okay, well, we'll come back to that life update in its, in its entirety. Uh, it's totally on episode. Um, I think I have a quick card, though. I might need a teeny bit of Yeah. Out. Okay, all right. T tell me to stop and let's see if I get it. Stop. Uh, I placed it. I got it. <laughs> oh, actually, no, this one's funny. Um, I have all the trauma of Batman with none of the money. <laughs> <laughs> there's a okay help help me work on this i, I had this as we were starting uh there's there's a beach. it's called topanga beach there's a beach in california um it literally looks like a beach that they would shoot a prescription drug b-roll video at like white families as far as the eye could see and <laughs> none of them in bathing suits all of them in white capris and, and blue button downs mm -hmm. that was terrifying help me we'll have to come back to that I'm just going to B-roll beach. That's what I'm going to call that beach from now on. Okay. So okay. We'll have to flush uh, that joke out. I do have a little corn question. It's yes. a little philosophical. Uh oh. I'm wondering. So, like, we kind of are, like, I feel like we're at our breaking point with, with having to quarantine by ourselves, right? Yeah. And people are, like, people at Somerset Mall today were fighting at Somerset Mall. A nice small people were like adding ripping each other to shreds. Anyway, do you think because we're not through this yet, we're not even close possibly, do you think we will be better people or worse people for having gone through this? I you want my immediate answer or do you want my violently yeah. optimistic answer? 
I want your immediate answer. <laughs> the immediate answer is that if this, like, unfortunately, some way smarter people than I have are predicting, if this turns into the common cold where there isn't a cure because it has the tendencies to morph regularly enough that masks could just be a part of our life, um, I, I think that is going to be one literally horse-sized pill to swallow. And what sucks is that masks somehow represent like anti-masculinity not like what the fuck do you want like i'll put a punisher logo on it do you want a mask with a like a monster decal like uh, just do you think the mask represents that or do you think it's the like being told what to do it's being told what to do and mask is the symbol of stripping away my rights like you put a condom on when you go to a whorehouse it, it's the same fuck. No shirt, no shoes, no service. It's the exact same hot like rules. If your body is filled with something that could potentially kill another human, keep it in. The mask isn't to protect you from other people. If they cough in your eyes and they have corona, you're screwed. The mask is to protect people from yourself because you don't know if you have corona. Because have you been tested? No. So it's to cover your mouth to keep water droplets in your face. Because if someone walks by and gets just a little bit of your slobber on them, think of all the people they're going home to. Right, right. But then, like, on the whole, like, mental health side or, like, where we're going to, like, be once we get out of this, because I was kind of thinking, okay, we almost reached a breaking point and they're yep. kind of coming to peace and getting in, in a routine with these things and maybe people will have this is my violently optimistic answer that maybe we'll like all collectively have a chance to rediscover ourselves and figure our shit out and come out of this nicely <laughs> well i'm gonna go ahead and say that unfortunately uh what i hopefully am wrong about but potentially predict um is what we're going to talk about on the show today with Adela. The entire point of her writing uh, and her science fiction project is a uh, world in the year 2020 where a certain Cheeto in chief remains in power and this goes even further down the toilet hole. Um, Yeah, we go into future years. Yeah. It's, and, and by future years, I mean next year um right. so, so buckle up uh if you are done hearing about corona for the day save this podcast episode for another day totally fine totally fine <laughs> it's we kind definitely... of science fiction but it's a little bit it's a little bit real for the first you know quarter of uh yeah, her story <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> you're just like oh no this isn't fiction i think you're gonna fail <laughs> this isn't science fiction enough this it's is real just... Yeah, this is just an unfortunate reality come November 5th if people don't go vote. All right, that's how we're going to end this intro. Everybody go vote, please. And if you can, move to Michigan and vote in Michigan. Oh, yeah. Stupid vote on here. state needs to remove. <laughs> nice and blue. Okay. Right, All go right. blue. Go green. That's what this... <laughs> go green. <laughs> go brown. Go gold. Go, go Broncos. Woo, go Broncos. All right. With that, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode of Trip Hazard Presents. And without any further ado, hit our 
still not updated theme. I hate gluten to the yeastiest bitch this side of the Mississippi. How much bread have you made in quarantine so far, Caitlin? I have not made any bread. You made any bread? What? No. Okay. Well, right. I might All have right. made a homemade pizza where you have the self-rising flour and yogurt. So I don't know if there's any. In a nuclear holocaust in which I have <laughs> limited supplies, the ability to make a pizza is a nice to have the ability to make mm -hmm. bread probably some sort of necessity could you make bread if you, we were all of a sudden transported to agriculture 1600s like would i know how absolutely not do you think you could figure it out maybe because i think you gotta like you gotta get a certain kind of wheat or something and then grind it up into flour <laughs> Right? And then mix I, some uh, eggs with it. I don't know. I'll be totally frank. <laughs> I, I came across the thought, um, if I had a time machine, who would I want to travel with? I couldn't do it myself. I break my leg. I need, you know, something to bring me back. And I, I'm going through my friends list of like, who would I time travel with? And you're, I mean, easily top three. But uh, then I was like... But I'm no survivalist. Uh, no, but I think that the two of us could talk our way into a nice, healthy life. Oh, yeah. you no know, matter what time... I also don't think you need I'm, me for the self-defense. That is very correct. And that is one of the many reasons that you're in my top three. Um, top two is literally just a, a duffel bag of guns. And uh, the number one is Bear Grylls because. Oh, yeah. He'll just drink my pee and we'll be all good. Ooh. Oh, and he's good at survival. That's right. That's right. That, that that's one right. too. That fact. I guess that's helpful. It's more of the first one <laughs> I'm curious about. Um, but yeah, okay, all right, all right. Given what you know now, like I don't think if I were to go back in time, I would have difficulty convincing somebody that I was from the future. Yeah, you know we have oh that phone you're on that rotary boy. At one point we we have they're on you know little boxes that fit in your pocket. Yeah, how do they work? Um, you touch it. It's a touch <laughs> really like you can manipulate data with your with your hand how's that work the cloud clouds to space you guys have used clouds to make phone yeah no well like a digital what's digital oh fuck probably shouldn't have brought that up um like i don't uh, i think i'd have to go to the future because then be like who's this idiot in the old clothes and i'd be like i'm from the past be so retro It'd be awesome. It'd be like new retro. I don't. I don't know. I I keep looking at fashion as like a secular trend, and if that means mm -hmm. the wheel is just going to keep spinning, a good example that we have the we have the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and then it just repeats. So like, in forty years, right now, if we're in the sixties, we're going to be in seventies, eighties, we're going to be in forty years, we're going to be back to two thousand era clothes. 
So like everyone's going to look like a B-boy. Baggy pants. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of like. Chain wallet. (laughs) Fish net under a tank top. Bucket hats. Someone is going to reinvent the bucket hat in 2040. And all the old people who are like 90 are going to be like, I used to have that. Shut up, grandma. (laughs) No, seriously. I have a box of Kangles. Go find them. Um, yeah, I, if you were to, let's come back to this thought so I can introduce our guest who's just staring at me in the, in the green room. <laughs> yeah. The zoom green room, which is technically just them on mute. <laughs> it's like our version of an audience of, of one, but, uh, all right. If you're going to travel forwards or backwards in time, how far? Definitely forwards in time. There's uh-huh. nothing good for me in the past. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How if, far? We're, we're about to have a guest to talk about why the future might not be so great either. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So 60 years. 60 years. Yeah. All right. That puts but, us in 2080. Mm-hmm. What do you think will be different in 60 years? We better have flying cars, dude. I feel like that is the one sci-fi tease that we're just not getting. We've had so many other things that sci-fi invented first, thought up first, but not the flying cars. It needs to happen for me. Fifth element style. This is assuming the quality is taken care of, yeah? Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay. Infrastructure okay. is important. <laughs> Infrastructure quality are equal pay. All right, that aside. Yeah, <laughs> no, no I, I agree. I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to the day that we can be fit without working out. And be that it taking my brain and putting it in a sexy robot bunny? Cool. I just want to be part android, you know? I know we've never really talked about this because this is one of those stupid sentences that just makes me feel like a douche. You know, there's some stuff mm-hmm. about yourself. Like, when I have to talk about my car, like, oh, what do you drive? Like, I love my car, but it's for me. And when I say it's a sports muscle car, <laughs> I'm going to get judged. But, like, it's another one of those. Like, I always look at, like, oh, what religion are you? I don't want to talk about it. But this is one of those weird sentences where, like, um, I've been a practicing technologist for ever. And what that really boils down to as a technologist, like, if I can remove this bad boy and put on a cybernetic hand that works better, when I get, like, all, like arthritis, I'll be the one to cut it off. If my, my <laughs> hearing, I'm completely deaf in my left ear and about 60% deaf in my right. And when we went to the doctor to like get it fixed, he's like, dude, just wait for the technology to get better. I'm sure he didn't say dude, but I just put that in there to make myself feel better. <laughs> um, he, he really was like, all right, it's like a material. It's kind of like Kevlar. Just wait a little bit and you'll be able to like cochlear implant. It's not the way to go. Just technology will get better. But like, I'm very much looking forward to. Yeah using cybernetics instead of a cane to get around. Right. And then equality will be very different. It'll be like people who are androids and people who are not. It'll be or a- we might all be androids. Yeah. So we're all just going to look like metal. Well, what's going to be interesting is you're going to have to have like a, you know, a sack meat version of football with like humans and then like a cybernetic version with androids and the androids. It'll be adamantium. And then the yeah. other people are made out of like potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> like normal yeah you just get the worst body <laughs> yeah no i mean like we're currently sacks of meat piloting a, a bone ex inner was it how's that phrase go we're technically just big bags of meat with a skeleton oh fuck 
skeleton piloting around a, yeah. a, a brain. Oh, Adela knows this spinning one. Spinning through the galaxy spinning. and full of stardust. <laughs> Adela, what is it? Unmute yourself. Welcome to the show. It's that we are fleshy spines attached to brains that are piloting a suit of bones covered in fleshy meat armor. That's that's exactly that's it. We're we're oh. we're a brain inside some bones inside yeah. some teeth. <laughs> Technically, we're all yeah. We're just piloting a bone mech covered in meat armor. <laughs> <laughs> it it doesn't make sense why no. we aren't made of metal yet, but soon. I hope. I hope. Cool. So, what's going on with the show today? Well. Adela, thank you so much for joining us because, Caitlin, we have a pretty wild show. We need to help Adela with her school homework. I just, saying it out loud, it sounds like this isn't a show anymore and we're just trying to, she's trying to cheat by using our brains. Cheating? This is crowdsourcing. Crowdsourcing. You just proved how inferior our brains are with the whole introduction. <laughs> no, no, our brains are great and there's nothing in the universe like it. The, the shitty no, outer no, parts... We should make better ones. Nah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, I very much only want to cut off my hand when it stops working. Until then, nothing touches quite like it. So I'm going to keep it. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Adela. Mm-hmm. Nothing touches quite like it. That's like a, I don't know, it's some sort of Confucius shit. Straight facts. <laughs> nothing, nothing touches like a finger. Like Nothing makes me happier than homework. So, like, what do we have to do? Oh, I thought <laughs> you were going to say something else. <laughs> hey, <laughs> talking about fingers. Um, <laughs> well, no, the Caitlin, and to answer your question, the reason I asked about the future and the past is because Adela has asked us to help her with her homework and what she needs to think about sci-fi. Adela, please give us a quick little rundown. Um, so basically for my summer session, sci-fi and politics, class, I have to come up with a short science fiction-y thing. Movie show I'm not creative enough for that, so I'm just going to write something. Um, but basically where I'm at in the process is coming up with character details. Got it. So yeah. we did talk a teeny bit before about like the basic plot that you kind of outlined. And let me and I, I want to do like a quick two-pointer i want caitlin to add some love and then i want you to tell us how close we got okay okay (laughs) it's december this year exactly (laughs) (laughs) i want to talk a little bit more about this later but carl sagan very regularly brought up how science fiction writers are who are gonna the people who are gonna help guide shape and change the future i mean we had transponders in star trek before we had a cell phone one influenced the other so like sci-fi needs to think of the future so we can prepare in the present and it's just like a little too close for comfort but i also <laughs> really like that this is what you chose okay so from what i understand it it is it is now in the year 2020 uh but no december uh the cheeto in chief has remained in power via whatever process we'll get into that later it's not important to this part of the story but because said 
orange with hairpiece uh, is not a fan of science, it's the coronavirus is, is starting to really fuck with numbers. By the end of 2020, about 450,000 people are dead and the number is vastly rising. Um, and that's in the United States alone. Just the United States alone. What happens is because of an unchecked response to the coronavirus, a legitimate realistic pandemic, the U.S. becomes an isolationist state. And I want to talk to you about that later. But it comes an isolation state in which uh, after, hopefully, well, no, Caitlin, it was the UN that kind of comes in and decides that this is a state of emergency. Yes, some kind of emergency kind of thing is stated. And then by February, everyone is totally in their homes and they go to the grocery store in shifts and have... um, just a couple of jobs that are left. People take those on. I knew your notes would be better than mine. Yeah, the thought there would be <laughs> that there aren't <laughs> enough people per job. All right, and Adele, I, I guess you could join in on us describing your story to you. But uh, <laughs> I like that I was able to get enough of it across. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. So it's basically, the just to totally sum it up, it's what happens and what will happen if corona goes unchecked. Little things like, entire job markets will end so people will share one job instead of having their own so you're a bagger monday wednesday friday and someone else has that job tuesday thursday um one quick tiny little piece in there uh what happens and i would love to get your thoughts on if we go the way of an isolationist state in which Mm, not not necessarily an isolationist state we are forced into a state of isolation oh yeah all right what's the difference the rest of the world i i i I wanted to bring effort okay and and i wanted to bring that up when you were describing this the first time thank you for bringing this back up um Feudal Japan was an isolationist state on their choice. They closed their borders so they could grow unimpeded. Do you mean like that, where the U.S. decides, close our borders, we got this shit? Or the world cordons off the U.S.? Basically, all of our trade partners Mm -hmm. um, decide that we are not... Too risky. ...what we're supposed to do to help mitigate the spread. Um, What's weird is that people in America sort of forget that there are other countries that can decide to stop from America. I don't think people realize how how dependent we are on the rest of the world to you know survive. So if the rest of the world was just like you know what you guys are in timeout, pretty much you'd be fucked. Yeah, yeah, y'all are y'all in timeout. Go sit your asses down. So in this, more iPhones for you. No yeah, more iPhones for out. you. The Mexico closes their border. Canada closes their border. They're now very heavy politicized, or excuse me, militarized. Yes? Not necessarily militarized, but very much like regulated. Um, so instead of no border walls and shit, but like every, you know, half mile, there are people along the border from their side monitoring who is there, who's coming in, and who's trying to leave. Um, obviously, they're not letting their citizens come into the U.S. because they don't want to deal with having to try and get them back healthy. Um, air travel has already been suspended. Uh, we're not reopening that. So the air travel for personnel, done a while ago. The air travel for goods and services, like 
imports, exports, and all that stuff, that finally gets cut off in February-ish, or no, December-ish, um, mostly because of one key point that you kind of brought up but didn't about the Cheeto-in-Chief. Um, it's reelected somehow. Why? Might be through Why? all this oppression that we're seeing through these very fraudulent mail-in ballots. Who knows? Who knows? Talking about fiction. Yeah, gets reelected, and uh, because of that, the world was like, "Well, you guys, you guys could fix it in November, you know." And then we didn't, and so they were like, mm. "Ah, fuck you." Gotta go. Bad noodles. I've been on mute for the past minute because I've been dying. Because yeah, what's wrong? No, this sounds so real. I get why late night hosts don't smoke on air. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, please, Mr. Marijuana, make this okay. And it's no. like, no, you are going to be super sober and you're going to think about this reality. That we're <laughs> when I'm <sighs> all dedicated to you, Josh, and the panic attack you had while we were talking about character development. No, both my lungs just stopped working for a minute. <laughs> and I was just like, well, if I die, at least I'm on air. We'll call the ambulance. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's probably not. Got a lift. What's your address? We'll send a lift here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get to the ambulance. Just yell really loud. The cat will die on my phone. Um, <laughs> actually, I should probably teach him that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I asked what got him elected. I already know what got him elected. But like in, in, in this scenario, is how he got elected important? Just out of curiosity. Um, not really. Okay, so it's just kind of that he did, despite why, why I'm asking, and I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here. I should have explained more about what we're talking about. This is Adela's framework for a story that she's doing for this class, and the, the, this specific week, you're talking about character development. Yes, you kind of said four to five characters. Ideally, yes. Okay. Yeah, we would. We should have. I should have two or three fully fleshed out ones, and then a couple side characters. Okay, then did, you said you didn't take notes. Do you remember the five that we noodled on before? Um. Yeah. So a couple of people in the politosphere. Yeah. Maybe the Cheeto. Maybe someone else. Um. And then a couple people on the ground, real everyday people that are affected by all of the decision makers decisions i was thinking a little bit more on like the the what type and who you need for like the political character and mm -hmm. trump for sure is a character i mean maybe pence you said a little know. bit in there if yeah. i'm able to get that far with the writing he will make an appearance and he'll make an appearance because you're going to write something that you hope to happen not hope to happen <laughs> Never hope to happen eventually that's all i'm gonna say because i know there's some lines that we should cross <laughs> depending upon when it happens i don't know the soundcloud terms of service only goes so far so i'm trying to like what can we talk about before rss feed won't load anymore i didn't say anything <laughs> what you talk about right. i didn't say nothing but yeah but Chief I, and yeah. mother's lover um 
but it makes sense. I think the one piece you need to add to that is the international point of view because we talk about what is, that. yeah what has been wild is watch cnn watch fox whatever it's the same shit you see every day do me a favor and watch like bbc international or watch like a country that you would normally never watch their news and how they're covering it to see how the rest of the world is taking this like australia is fucking terrified of us based on their news that i've been watching and that's my go-to because I, I think they're already you know awesome lefties down there but um yeah i think that'll be a good way to balance out the like the the how you get to the state of isolation uh, having someone who's already in that position of like legitimacy like a news anchor from the bbc is who's like giving the point of view yeah so that's that's why my focus for this isn't strictly on the u.s it's definitely yeah. like an external factor sort of thing like my my degree is eventually political science and international affairs. So, <laughs> and like long-term goals with this degree is to help bring universal, literally, you know, earthwide universal healthcare. Why stop there? Mars needs it too. We're going to colonize that. There yet. As soon as they get there, then we'll have healthcare for them, but we got to get them there first. I, I, we can't I, get them there if the people here are taken care of. Do you want to make a bet? Which one we're going to get to first? I want to go Jupiter. No, do you want to make a bet on which one we'll get to? Mars or universal healthcare first? Because <laughs> I think it's going to be Mars. <laughs> I think, I think we're going to get to Mars too. before we get to universal healthcare. Yeah, you know. You know. You know. I, I know how dumb the human race is. Yeah, I'm very aware. I also studied political science and public relations. Exactly. <laughs> like that's, that's the thing that like, I would like the international character to like be removed from the situation. Obviously, they won't have any sort of interaction with the characters that are you know the story um or like the politicos in the u.s they're just gonna be reporting death toll infection rates yeah. the other countries that are killing the virus yeah updates on the uh vaccine you know obviously other countries are working on this like they who are do you, who do you think what country <laughs> I hate to say it like this, but I can't think of a better way to yeah. phrase it. What, what country is going to nut up and smack us in the face first? Because, like, mm -hmm. Angela Merkel is winding up. That's, <laughs> I, like, that's where I haven't decided. Yeah. Obviously, it's not going to be Russia or Brazil. It's not even going to be oh, the UK anymore. Huh? It's not even going to be the UK anymore. Because oh, fucking Boris okay. Johnson is just Trump 2.0. And then everyone's like, he's the other side. Like, it's I, I, Democrats are allowed to have Trump people too. Yeah, that's Trump, what Bloomberg was in our election just, race here. Trump isn't, well, we'll talk about that later. Trump isn't just a Republican thing. There are dumbs on the left too that we shouldn't put in power. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I, I do see Germany. Um, I see Italy, uh, France, and Spain. You know, the... And definitely, like, I don't know how big New Zealand's, like, military force is, but I see them having some heavily influence um, in helping to create some sort of defense. I'll be honest, they're on an island, so they have a pretty good, you know, Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, like, I see, I see their prime minister who has balls of steel you know, walking into a room full of other heads of country and uh, being like, look, these motherfuckers are out of control. 
this is what we do, this is what we say, and if they don't like it, tough. And I, like, I don't see them leading the affront, but I see them definitely leading the like the Like the, the policy side of things, of policy like the process. Caitlin, do you, uh, Miss Actress, do you have a good New Zealand accent? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Rice Darby's probably my, my favorite Kiwi ever, and I really like his accent. And um, it just makes me really happy inside whenever he talks. You know, he's in his all, all these funny things, and he's always the same character. <laughs> that was wonderful. I, I was just like, she's not going to, oh, fuck, she had one ready. <laughs> I was just like, I, I, oh, man, I would never ask someone to do an accent, but I was like, I'm pretty sure Caitlin has this one. Or she'll just do Australian, <laughs> and I won't know the difference. <laughs> <sighs> That's, I appreciate that. I, I totally get that. I, I think the only she person totally be one be, of the characters. That's one of the reporters for sure. No, I, I think <laughs> you had a good name? point though. Oh yeah, wait. Sorry, Caitlin. What's the name of your character again? Oh, Reese Darby, but that's an actual actor. Yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I'm gonna look him up. See what he's um, about. Can I can I tell you who the best news anchors though in Australia are, and and who I watch pretty regularly? Uh, let me find him. I mean, at the beginning of all this, when my brother-in-law, who, let me, let me put some background on why I chose this topic. Um, because that might help frame why my brain has gone where it has gone with this particular issue. My brother-in-law is an infectious disease epidemiologist. Uh Uh-huh. So, this is his Olympics. This is what he's been doing for the last 27, 24, 20, 23, 24 years. Yeah. This is what he's been doing. Yeah. He worked for the Nevada Health Department or the Southern Nevada Health Department. He works at UNLV now. He's a professor. Like, this man knows his shit. And since the beginning, <laughs> has been telling us what not to do. Yeah. And I watch everybody <laughs> do You're the like- exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, my uh, my hope, my hope for humanity is still there, but my belief in our ability to accomplish those things as Americans is definitely waning. Well, thank God the U.S. Or excuse me, thank God the world is more than just America, because holy shit, if we become a state, yeah, in isolation, yeah. it's our fault. And oh, yeah, uh, oh boy like when you're an angry toddler at your daycare and they like try and bite some other little kid and they like put you in timeout. We're that little kid in timeout right now. But instead of learning why we're there, you know, yeah. just like, I'm gonna go bite that bitch again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're at. I'm so mad at that person. They got me in trouble. Instead of I did a bad thing. It's they did the thing and now I'm in trouble for it. So yeah. Well, be, uh, when you put a toddler in charge. Okay. Yeah. Any, anywho, uh, his name is uh, <laughs> Carl Stefanovic. He is an Australian anchor, Carl, that I, I've Ooh, watched. Was he hot? Oh, he's very, okay. very oh attractive. Oh, my God, yes. Very attractive. I actually, I just put him in the uh, in our messenger chat. You should look him up. I'm looking. Very funny. Looking. Very, very good anchor, too. But um, Crash my computer. I've got the COVID map open. Uh-oh. Facebook. I've got the Zoom thing going. Focus on the Zoom. Your audio is going in and out. Okay. 
Can you hear awesome. me now? You didn't send me a picture. You sent me a name. Oh, well, no. Yeah, look at like that. Well, I, can, I can Google. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so as far as this character development, how developed do you need to develop these characters for class? Like, do they need to have backstories or do they just need to have motives, name, their arc? What's required? Um, yeah. So let me read to you exactly what it says on the paper because I think I have a different idea of what I want for these characters versus what he is expecting us to provide. Um, if only... Doo -doo 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 -doo, you will submit the bios of several major characters of your creative piece. If it is only a single individual you expect to carry the plot, then the bio should be commensurately detailed. Again, the number of major characters should probably not exceed four or five, which should be considered tops. So, like, if it's one person highly developed but because i'm thinking of developing two mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be as in depth so I'm, i definitely want to give them some sort of background of course um as to how these two characters know each other and i think that was something we were talking about before um when we were noodling pre-noodle um is how that those two characters know each other some sort of relationship whatever that relationship is so for your creative process, how do you work? Do you like to develop the world of the story, put people in it, and then say what kind of backstory would they need to have made those decisions to get them there? Or do you like to be like, I want this to be like a funny guy and then this to be this characteristics and then let them play in your brain and decide what to do through what's happening in the story? Definitely injecting them into the story, not developing first and then how they got there then okay so it, it really quick just to kind of sum up and keep moving forward it sounds like i'm going to say you have three characters and let me break down what i mean by three you have one character you have the characters in the political sphere you have the political sphere as a character so yeah. you have like the trump pence they don't need explanation we know who they are we know what they do they're horrible people so they're they're just like impacting the world you have the um, unbiased, impartial international reporter who is kind of weighing against the insanity that the other two are causing. So there's like the your facts. political sphere. Facts. Facts versus idiots. They're, yes. they're reporting real facts. So that, that's one character. That's happening like above now what Caitlin just talked about, the two characters who are now subjected to the effects of this world. Yeah. yeah? All right. So for the sake of it, we have three characters. We would Let's just call them the political sphere, the protagonist, and the antagonist. Just make it super simple. Protagonist, and correct me if I'm wrong, is probably the person who, based on your relationship to the facts, and I mean literally your brother, um, is going <laughs> to be the person who is like a realist with science and data. Whereas the second person is going to be a MAGA hat wearing, idiom spitting, no. science denier? Or is it going to be somebody who just doesn't believe it because it's inconvenient to them? Um, kind of a combination of the two of them. Because I that... think, we, like, if the protagonist is the rational human, like, what's the antagonist in this situation? Almost, I kind of want it to be, like, unsuspecting, you know? Like a twist that they, uh... Oh. That they, that they, they they're like, oh, yeah, no, this is real. Like, I get it. Whatever. I'm not going to change anything about my life because of it. You know what I mean? I had a fucking Jimmy Neutron brain blast. 
I, I, I had it? not thought I had not thought that it could be like a hidden. I thought it was going to be pretty obvious the whole way through. No, but that, that makes more sense. Some well, sort of greatest leftist propaganda bullshit, and this is that. Fine, we need it. But <laughs> well, maybe no. a little clever. <laughs> if Suze, if I want Suzanne Collins to write the fourth Hunger Game. That's just like, haha, predicted this, and then the end. Have you read her <laughs> other series? One sec. I have not. I'm sorry. She rushed the last book so fast that I was like, all right, I'm out. Okay. So this is Suzanne Collins' other series. Okay. This book has been read by me 200, 300 times. I took Whoa. it on a road trip from Colorado to Oklahoma to Oregon, back to Colorado. And I read it over and over and over and over again. It's called Gregor <laughs> the Overlander. Suzanne Collins nails so many things in this series. It's obviously for young adults, but it is still one of my favorites. Um, because everybody lives underground. But not really. <laughs> okay. Not really. There's a whole separate society down there. Okay. Fighting over the same bullshit. <laughs> oh, well, fuck. <laughs> I thought they'd have it at least figured out. <laughs> All right. Kind of. A little more, a little more advanced, but still same basic bullshit. I, I see why you didn't want the video from this one, Caitlin. I just took off my pants. I know. It was very <laughs> obvious that you just took your pants off and tried to sneakily put pants back on. And I was like, what is she doing? All right. Ladies don't wear pants, Caitlin. Oh, yeah. Very uncomfortable. And you stay sitting down. If you don't That's why I thought we passed Sibian remotes. What? What? What is that? Mm, nothing. We'll oh, okay. talk about that in the suggested <laughs> for others section of this podcast. I like how Adela's like, oh, did you? <laughs> I was also very curious. Sci-fi version. This is, this is the, you know, yeah, We're getting back in the Farscape. No, it's not. Anyway, back, so back, back. like, like right. I was saying, oh, the relationship shit. between the two main characters is kind of what I want to focus on. Did you just Google that, Caitlin. God damn it. Yeah, I did. Okay, that's what that is. We've won track minds here. Ah. <laughs> no, no, no. That's why we all passed remotes to the person to the left of you. Yeah, they're only oh. like is that not 600 a... bucks. Only. Pfft, that's three weeks of worth on an OnlyFans and you got it, no problem. Yes. <laughs> you're good at what you do that's like 20 minutes. I'll be totally honest, you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm talking. We're starting from scratch, but yeah. Anywho, never mind. That's all another story. Um, okay, so the brain blast was because you kind of sparked the thought of we don't understand or like we the dumb are among us. I, I'm sorry. I know I'm oversimplifying it, but I, you did say that there needs to be a catalyst, and there needs to be a catalyst that this leads to. Because science fiction is predictive, sometimes hopeful, sometimes realistic, and unfortunately we're leaning that way. But we're going to come to, I mean, we're leaning, we're not going. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm sarcasm. Okay. But I think the catalyst, as we kind of mentioned before, is that like, it's going to lead to another form of a civil war. Because mm -hmm. I'm not sure why gun sales are going up. I gotta shoot back. the virus. I take that back. I, <laughs> I don't understand why the virus leads to gun sales. I get why people, I follow the lateral train of thought. 
I follow their train of thought and I understand it. But that means that there's enough people that are following that train of thought. And then the others who are just like, you don't need a gun for, so at some point they're going to clash and everything ends in a gun. So <laughs> if we turn into a situation where the Cheeto in chief has been replaced by Pence and we're trying to fight back against invading forces who are just trying to cure us. Uh, maybe it's something along the lines of like the family is trying to escape to Canada or, or Mexico. That's what's moving them. And the brother's like, no, I have to go to the army. I have to enlist to fight these foreign invaders. And it's one of those like, uh, what? No, you're coming with us. And he's like, no, I believe in my country more than I believe that we should run. So like maybe that's, that can be like that fracture that's gonna like, because it depends on how long it is, gonna really quick explode. But yeah. like, it's maybe only, the fracture is way ahead of time in which something is said that's like, oh, I didn't realize you thought like that. Well, actually, data. But like, if it leads all the way to a civil war, maybe that's your twist yeah. moment where you're like, oh, he's gonna enlist. The entirety, the entirety of my story occurs over a span of eight months. Um, I could include a few more on, on the closer to now side, but I feel like that would be tempting fate a little too much. And yeah. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I think, I think a development like that where they, they fracture, I think that might be like the final fracture. Like that would be a really good one to put in sense. there. I like that. Yep. Um, but there needs to be little fissures leading up to that. How are you gonna how are you gonna write this for right now but still relevant in five years? Because like the timeline doesn't really mean anything, it just gives historical context. This can yeah. happen anytime. But like are you gonna is it really important that it's like 2020? Or are you setting it now because it is uh, we're that close to where this could happen? I went with because it's a very relevant issue now. Yeah, okay. Like, when I was choosing between my three topics, yeah, all of them could happen in the next six months. Only thing I'm saying is, why would someone in, you know, two years from now want to read this story if it's about if it the past? Happen. Yeah, yeah, totally, if it didn't happen. That's what I'm saying, because it didn't because happen. Because it didn't happen. Oh, what okay, happen. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a man in the high castle. Yeah. Is that this, is, this was a divergent path. This is one of the fractures on the timeline. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's a good question, Josh. An alternate reality. <laughs> sort of like a Corona-based uh, man in the high castle. I'm sorry, <laughs> I was laughing because it's just... <laughs> From the corner screen of Caitlin, right over her shoulder, her mom just appears. <laughs> <laughs> and then disappears. That was, that, was, that was equivalent to like that one Abe Simpson where he like walks into the restaurant, immediately walks back out. <laughs> and that's what that looked like. It was just like, huh? Nope. <laughs> Good mom. She's normal. All right. Oh, and also for their relationship and their story. That'll be the evergreen That's, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kate, all right, Caitlin. So we, we, we have our five characters, you know, three technically, but like, excuse me, three characters, five technically. Who, who would you play? Who would Ooh. you want to play? Miss um, Actress Among Us. 
either one of those survivors or the the kiwi journalist you know yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> why are you taking a job away from your man put him in that and be one, be <laughs> well i mean if we can get him in the movie yeah then we'll just we'll hire him <laughs> or would you would you want to play the antagonist would you want to what do you think would be a Ooh, more, the cheeto man no oh god no he's he's more <laughs> of like a high level antagonist he's like a on tv antagonist i'm, I'm talking like do you think you would which role would you more like to play the protagonist in this that is like facts this is real or the antagonist who's just like i don't believe in corona which do you think would be a more interesting role to play um i don't know the the protagonist sounds like so much more fun because the antagonist is like too real and it would be too easy to label that actor as that character and be yeah. like i bet that's they how they really well are enough. you know yeah, they do it well they enough. Like, you wouldn't want to do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I was going to say I'll do the other one, but I'm out. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'd I'd probably play. I'll be Pence. I'll be Pence. <laughs> I am writing this in the first place. Because <laughs> yeah. you want me to play Pence? No. No, I want to play the uh, the one that like. That does the thing that you're like not expecting yeah from that person yeah this is, this is like, i don't want it to be super divisive at the very beginning i want it to be like a snapshot of like these people going through this together yeah like either next door neighbors no that's too wrong family no. members that are yeah. relatively you know ingrained with each other yeah and they've progressed up to this point in november and they're like talking on the phone or they're talking on Skype or something and a little thing gets said and a weird face gets made and that's when it starts to fall apart. Small town, not- small town USA, they're cousins that live in the same neighborhood. So they make sense that they see each other regularly. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They hang out a lot or whatever. Yeah. Wouldn't it be interesting if their political views were kind of like opposing but through things that happen in their lives, they both change. So maybe they flip flop or like flip sides oh, that'd be interesting. Ooh, that'd if be the one cool. that you didn't expect ends going yeah mm-hmm. if at the end you're just like oh, oh fuck i was following the wrong one yeah yeah like oh social programs like i didn't know i would ever need them or like whatever yeah. <laughs> the ultimate social program the army oh no you went too far <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> or like no guns but like oh i got held up at gunpoint and maybe i do want a gun now or like i don't know whatever <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Oh. There's some emotional work there. All right. So you two are cousins. We have the protagonist and antagonist, the two of you. Who, yeah. who, who are going to be your parents? Caitlin, who would you cast as, as your parents? Oh, Adela, you Adela who, would you, <laughs> who would you cast as your parents, Adela? Let's just pretend we got to that point. Hey, Kurt Russell. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good parent. I could see that. I don't know. Susan Sarandon. And, and, uh, no, that's fine. <laughs> I want to. I want to be your brother at that point. If those are your parents, <laughs> I'll meet <Yeah>. Don Cheadle. <laughs> uh, d- yeah, Susan Brandon and Idris Elba are my parents. Yes. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah, they're my parents. <laughs> We're cousins by adoption. Yeah. Something like yeah. that. <gasps> Second marriage. Or adoption, or what? Yeah. Uh oh. 
Someone had her own Jimmy Neutron moment. Yeah, yeah. I'm not telling you what yeah. I just thought of. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Curious, sir. Curious and curious, sir. So what's you're going to continue fleshing these characters out yes. you'll check in maybe we'll do the next update is that you know, whatever your next project is but um <laughs> wait is to write it i gotta write these backgrounds on these characters by thursday okay. and then i think next week or the week after the final project is due okay well then let's let's check in like in a week that's okay. where you're at i'll try to get this up uh sometime soon maybe before thursday yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, this is this is good. So they're cousins. Maybe there's a protagonist antagonist switch. Some other shit. Some other shit. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Kiwi journalist. Huh? Yeah, Kiwi journalist. Kiwi journalist. You know, my professor though, when we were going over our uh, initial things that we could potentially write on. Um, I went over my list, and when I said that the UN gets involved, his, like, demeanor changed, and then, like, after I was done talking, he's like, you know, I'm not a nationalist by any means, but I am patriotic enough that that upset me. (laughs) I know, I know, that's the point. (laughs) That's the point. (laughs) Let's fix this so that doesn't... That's the point. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, okay, okay. Don't projects when they're in development, they have a title that's somewhat related, not the final thing. There's what's, no title for this. Okay. Well what's what's your what's your development project name? Semester project. That's what it says on this file. <laughs> All right. we'll check writer. Semester project letter. Uh, I don't I don't name things until the, the absolute last minute. Okay. If at all. Curious. What about you, Kate? When do you name? I don't I think we've always Lucked into a name before we started a project, but like when yeah. you're doing your own stuff, what usually comes first? Um, whatever pops into my brain, I tend to just like go with it until I come up with something better. Unless it needs to be like a clickable title, then I forget to think about it, and then I go to post and I go, "Oh shit, I don't have a good title." <laughs> yeah. Weird. Okay. All right. Let's. We will check back on semester project, but I, I kind of want to end on this thought. Expanded a teeny tiny bit. No, we're not to end. We can talk more. But where does where do the most ideas start for you? And my answer is from a song. The ninety percent of the time that I've started a story, it's been based off of a feeling or a thought I had triggered by music. Like there's a song for everything that we've ever started writing for Trip Hazard a song like the, that I brought to the table, like a song has started that. And I have as like, this is the title song. If I ever need to realign what the, like brought me to this thought or like what brought me to the tone of what I was thinking, I, I listen to the song, it brings me right back to, okay, okay, this is, yeah. Where do you guys find the most ideas? I would, I would say music is a pretty big influence. Also like art. Um, yeah. Any, any sort of visual art, uh, and I'm talking like movies, comics, sometimes even, sometimes even books, actually. But Bring you the, usually need like a trigger? Sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. The, this, for obviously, if you knew my other ideas, you wouldn't be very surprised that it take a lot of 
stuff out of reality <laughs> and and twist it. Um, Good. Because that's that's the brain that I have, and it's it's the constant yelling from all the voices in my head that if I don't get it out, <laughs> it's gonna make me crazier than I am. <laughs> Valid. Valid and understand. yeah. understandable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like taking the reality and twisting it. I love that. And I love thinking like, where's the joke here? So it could be with anything specific. Like if I get frustrated with anything, I'm yeah. like, what, why, why is this funny to me? And then how can I <laughs> exaggerate that and make yeah. it into a bigger story? And then it just spirals from there and I have many ideas. What, uh, what if it, there's nothing funny about it? Just kind of come back to it. Find something funny about um, it. Yeah, just yeah, yeah. You can maybe challenge yourself to find something funny about it, or yeah. just wait until like if it's in my brain that I want to make something funny, then something in the day will trigger yeah. that. But I have to like put it in my brain first. That like yeah. look for that Plant thing. That seed. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's like what seed can I plant that'll be the most fruitful the fastest? Exactly. It's all about planting seeds. Okay. Being intentional about that. An intentional gardener. Yes, but then letting it go and whichever ones pop up, that's what happens. I love that. I always, I, I love hearing people's metaphors. I always say like pull the thread, like golden thread, pull the thread, fate. Uh, Caitlin, you regularly talk about like growing and vines and like, ah. like you regularly talk about like, Adela, what, what do you think? How, what's, your, what's your best metaphor for like pulling on a thread or seeing where it goes or like in Caitlin's place, planting a seed. Uh, I don't know. Excuse? Looking in a mirror, I, I think, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Probably be most accurate because that is a movement into the future, but also viewing the past because of the delay. And the synapse is firing us, seeing ourselves. It's a fucking mess. This is why I don't talk about these things. <laughs> that was... Uh... Wow. <laughs> Whoa. That one got me. That one got Josh, me. Josh, are you, are you the thread puller? Or are you the lightning in a bottle? What, what's yours? Thread puller. Thread puller. I, thread I, puller. I have like a weird, like yeah. a mental, yeah. uh, I, I picture whatever it is. Uh, I picture whatever the thought, whatever like w the music inspires. And then there's literally like a thread dangling off the corner of it. And then my mind... If you've ever played the Dungeons and Dragons, there's a, a spell called Mage Hand. And Mage Hand is basically like a telekinetic hand you can control to do things. And I always somewhat pictured it as like a cartoony purple hand. In my head, it's like translucent, but it's purple and it has like these like over-exaggerated features. And like, that's like my mental cursor. So that's how it's floating around in my head. It's purple or it's pink. Those are the two colors that it kind of twists. We're getting really, really deep in how my brain works. But um, so I have the, like a song starts, I see a scene in my brain, and then my hand and the head goes pull, and then I get into the thought. Or it goes placed somewhere else in my mental filing cabinet and think about it later. And it like, it literally like, remember that scene from Star Wars when she's like doing the operating system to like restart the park? After they turn the elect like the electricity back on, Star Wars? No, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. What did I say? Did I say Star Wars? <laughs> you said Star Wars. Wow. 
Oh, you had me for a second there because I was like, wait a second, that sounds like something that didn't happen in any of those movies. Dude, I was I was following you through Star Wars, but I was still like, oh yeah, and then a Velociraptor's about to be there. And then Samuel Jackson loses the arm. Wait a second. Oh, wait, is that Star Wars? <laughs> no, you got okay. Um, wow, all right. Again, this is why they don't smoke on air. So but we're powering be so up much more fun. Generator? Yeah. So that's what the inside of my brain looks like. It's that fucking scene where there's a hand that's filing or pulling on threads. That sounds monotonous. No, it, it helps me container. I, I compartmentalize everything. Yeah. It's nice. No, yeah. I, I, I know where it is. Uh-uh. Cool. No one else can get in here until we get like a sixth man type thing where you're copying my brain and someone's like, what the fuck? How, did, how is this organized? That's what I want to be able to do when I die is download my memory so people can watch it. <laughs> no. What's uh, <laughs> with her? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'd be, oh, that'd be terrifying. <laughs> like a terrible sitcom, but not scripted and just real. This is, okay, I don't, I, I didn't need music for this one, but a future in which someone's memories and thoughts are played at their funeral to help round them out. Yeah. Horrible. Upload. That show on Amazon, Upload. There's that, and then there's a, there's a Black Mirror episode where they, they have like a live stream. Oh, wait. There's a Robin Williams movie about this exact plot that I'm thinking of. I was like, oh, why man. am I picturing Robin Williams doing something <laughs> with a computer? And like, sorry, I just described a plot to a movie I've seen. Mm-hmm. What's your memories? And then he sees that someone's murder and he's on the run. It was Robin Williams. Wasn't it like Insomniac or something? I don't did know you guys, did, did you guys, when Robin Williams did all those drama movies? No, he doesn't do drama. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't do drama. Robin Williams? Society? Yeah, he did a shit ton of drama. That's not drama. <laughs> did you see and one Robin hour photo? Pending to do drama. No, Robin Williams I'm can kidding. literally do drama. I know. I've seen a lot of his shit. That one hour mm-hmm. photo is one of my favorites. AI was not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> Boring movie ever. <laughs> No, it was the unnecessarily longest movie. It was very long. <laughs> Sometimes I confuse long and boring. Long. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it wasn't that bad. It was just like, this could have been four movies. Cool. <laughs> um, I don't think we would have complained, but that was before Shrek the 15th. So we did one, one movie. And that was it. And if you didn't get it, you made it again 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> the 17th and Trek the Forever After or whatever the fuck Trek 45 what are we on now now that's what I call music now that's what I call Shrek <laughs> alright alrighty then <laughs> that, that is a world in which I do not want to live in a science fiction <laughs> I hope never comes to fruition now that's what I so many Shreks there's a series called now that's what I call Shrek 35 Adela, thank you for joining us and letting us help you with your homework. I was like, thank you very I, much for the assistance. Sorry, I was trying to get my cat. She's being it's okay. I'm just I was mentally thinking, can I edit that out? I don't know how. No. <laughs> got to take it. Sorry. Yeah, it'll work. Uh, yeah. So let's touch base in a week and, and see where you're at.
They're not going to have names. I'm telling no. you that right now. I don't think they need names. Name, name comes last. Name comes dead last. Same with like physical characteristics. It's not how I do. Well, you guys are already cast. You don't need to think about it. Ooh. Yeah, bam. Easy. Okay. Easy. Caitlin, you're in the story now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> make make the, the reporter look like me and then I'm good. But you gotta have a Kiwi accent, so I don't know I, how that's gonna work. Just just I, I, I wanna see more beards in mainstream media. Save that shit off. This is COVID. How you can't you. be a news anchor. With a beard. You just get a COVID. bigger mask. That's they, not they have, how masks work. They have beard. They have masks that will cover a full beard. It's not covering the beard. You need close skin to this. You needs to cover your nose and mouth, not they, your beard. They have. I have skin down here that doesn't have hair. <laughs> they make big masks. There's a line where your beard connects to your hair. Yeah. No such thing. I'm just gonna. You don't have sideburns. It, part it, and you can see it. I shaved one line right there for that perfect hermetic seal. <laughs> Thank this you. is the point where I should have ended the show and then we just talk about this off air, right? Go for it. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Trip Hazard Presents. I've been Josh. My co-host, Caitlin, is at Caitlin Burt. You can find me on Twitter at Josh Weaver. And really, any feedback, thoughts, questions, concerns, if you want to give us a pile of money to talk about you, your stuff, your product on air, I'll consider it. I'll consider it. Hit us up and have a great rest of your day.